Welcome to Golf Better at Edwin Watts Golf. Episode 114. Hello everyone, my name is Tom Purcell. Thanks so much for joining us. Whether this is your first flight or you're a frequent flyer on the Starship Golf Better, either way, we're glad you're with us and we drug him in on our quarterly episode, Vice President of Purchasing, Kerry Cabase. Kerry, great to have you, man. Thanks, Tom. We've got a great guest today. Yeah, great guest today and a lineup this year that has been uh, unbelievable. unbelievable and this tops it off. We've been, we've been working this one for a long time. It's taken us a couple months. She has been all over the world, literally just came back from Rome, Italy, I'm told yesterday. Great to have her out in Beaverton, Oregon, the president of Nike Golf. Ms. Cindy Davis. Cindy, thanks so much for joining us. I'm delighted to be here. Thanks for having me. A lot of questions. Not much time, but obviously you've risen to where you are, but some, somehow, somewhere you had a love affair with the, this wonderful game of golf. Tell us how you got started in the game and played competitively and, and before you got in the business of golf. Well, I, you are absolutely right. I fell in love with golf uh, as a kid. I actually started playing golf when I was 13, um, largely because of my father. And um, my dad had a, a real real influence on getting me in the game and just really impacting my whole experience through golf. But I, uh, I'm, I'm from the Washington, D.C. area originally, but we would spend summers down in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. So I was away from all my friends and uh, had to entertain myself, and I picked up golf. And um, I got hooked fast and was, was very fortunate that um, I loved it so much. I played some junior golf. Then I was able to get an education uh, through a scholarship at Furman University playing on the women's golf team and, and never thought when I was in college and Nancy Lopez was my idol that I'd end up being, being able to merge a, a, a you know, love for golf with a business career. And it, it's been fantastic. Well, Furman University back in those days, that was the, that was the power, right, one of the powers. Well, for, yeah, I played on a. Uh, we were a top ten team, and um, and I was I was recruited by Betsy King, who's a, a you know World Golf Hall of Fame member, and uh, actually went to school on the Beth Daniels Scholarship, um, who's also another Hall of Famer, and uh, and had a teammate in Dottie Pepper, and I was also there at the time when Brad Faxon was was playing on the men's team. So there was there was a real rich heritage legacy with. Um, Furman's women's golf program, and uh, and I'm still active in supporting the program, and um, really, really enjoyed my time. Yeah, that, that would be quite an alumni party if you had everybody show up for that. How about when you got started in the golf business? Um, one day, I guess you decided to set the clubs down competitively and, and move into the business world. Well, I, you know, it's um, I think a lot of kids who have the opportunity to play college sports, you at least entertain a, a chance to think about playing professionally, and I. I also thought that at one point, but as, as my college days evolved and then I went on to business school, um, I, you know, I, I knew going down that route wasn't for me, but I was fortunate um, shortly after getting out of, out of business school, I went to, to get my MBA at the University of Maryland. Um, I had an opportunity, I will call me about a job with the LPGA, and I was... Um, I was not in the golf business at the time, but I was obviously my curiosity was piqued because of my my playing days in golf. And long and short of it, I had an opportunity to join that organization really at a young age. And what I loved about the LPGA, um, you would get a lot of responsibility as a very young person, and um, and it was almost like you were working at a, on a political campaign because there was so much passion 
about, in, in, in their case, women's professional golf and creating opportunities and hopes for young women and girls, you know, through the sport of golf. So my, my first entree was through the LPGA, and, and I've had some very, very interesting journeys um, that came even beyond that. From the LPGA to Nike Golf to where you are now, heading up the golf division at, at Nike Golf. You're a woman in a typically demographically men's type world. There obviously haven't been any issues, has there? It's, you know, I have been very fortunate. Um, I, you know, I, I'm a big believer in if, you know, if you really, if you perform, um, opportunities come your way. And um, I, I, one of the most interesting opportunities I had was, you know, really after the LPGA because I went to a small business it's called the Arnold Palmer Golf Company. And I had the opportunity to work closely with you know, my childhood idol, Nancy Lopez, and then uh, form a really a long-standing friendship now with Arnold Palmer. And I worked on, on their brands and their businesses and, and really ended up, it was a turnaround situation and ended up having to uh, bring the business back to, to a position where we could create value and sell it. And at the same time, I got very, very close to those two. And Arnold... Um, Arnold really had a, uh, a a real impact on my on my career because through him I I got into rooms and met some people that maybe I wouldn't have met um, had I not gone down that path and 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 he was as you know one of the co-founders of the Golf Channel and after we sold his business um, I had an opportunity to go to the Golf Channel and that was a great experience had had no idea I'd end up being at Nike and. Um, and certainly wasn't looking to leave the Golf Channel, but the opportunity here was so attractive, and uh, and I'm still so such a big believer in our long-term leadership position in this industry that I came here. So, I, for me, it's always been if you know you you perform, you build the right relationships, um, you build the right plans, you do the right thing, treat people the right way, you make it happen. Uh, opportunities happen regardless of uh, of you know who you are. 1988, I'm playing at TPC Sawgrass in a cystic fibrosis fundraiser, and I don't know if you know Ruffin Beckwith. He was oh, yeah. Ruffin was one of my partners, and we had a guy in our group that was a he was Nike. I think he was national sales manager for Nike Golf in about 88 or 89. Dave Manugian. Sure. <laughs> and he's the CEO channel. of the Golf Channel, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, yeah, I'll never forget the day I had to go in to tell. I was working at the Golf Channel, and I went in to tell Dave, who came from Nike, hey, Dave, I'm leaving the Golf Channel to go to Nike. <laughs> so so that, was, that was odd. <laughs> Let's talk about Nike Golf and where it's come. When the, in the late 80s, it seemed to me like it was Curtis Strange wearing a, a polo and some shoes, and that was it. What a business has been built. Yeah, and, and you're right. And at that time, it was Curtis Strange wearing a polo that, you know, I think the sleeves went past his elbows. <laughs> and, uh, and the footwear was uh, more like running shoes with spikes on the bottom. But we have come a long, long way. Um, we, we got serious the way Nike gets serious uh, about a category about 11 years ago. And, um, and it was at that moment where we said, okay, we're going to really commit to the golf business. We understand, um, not unlike some other categories we've entered, and I'll use, you know, soccer or, as the world calls it, football, um, we understand that getting into more established sports, like golf in this case, is it's really a process. It's a journey. It doesn't happen overnight. So we made the commitment 11 years ago. Um, it certainly was inspired by what we viewed at the time, the next Michael Jordan, who happened to be walking down the fairways, and that was Tiger Woods. 
and uh, and we, our chairman Phil Knight, one of the founders here of Nike, when we brought Tiger on board, um, looked him in the eye and said, "Hey, we are going to get behind golf. We are going to be a leader in this category. We are going to do what it takes." And you know, in 11 years, at a time when golf really hasn't grown as much as, as I think all of us who are stakeholders would like, um, we've we've built quite a business. And um, and what's what's interesting about our business um, is that we uh, we you know we we actually make products for various categories within golf, meaning we're head to toe apparel, footwear, club and ball, and we're a global. Brand, so we run a portfolio of you know golf businesses, whether it's North America or Europe or in Asia or other parts of the world. So it's it's complex and it's it's got a lot of moving parts. And we did all that in uh, in eleven years' time. And from our estimation, um, we've truly we believe here at Nike in golf, we've only just been. Cindy, uh, our business is like any other business. It's it's. It's innovator products. Tell us a little bit about the oven, because uh, your your commitment to doing just that, having innovator products. Um, you are absolutely right. I mean, the DNA of Nike is innovation, and um, and you know, for I can tell you at Nike Golf, for us, it's all about how do we innovate to make golfers better. Um, I don't care what your handicap is, what kind of golfer you are. You're always looking for ways. To get better, and um, now you might define what better means differently, but you're looking for ways to get better. So, from our standpoint, um, we, you know, when we got in the business, it was natural to be able to to, to leverage the R and D effort we had in apparel and footwear. We call it the kitchen. So, we were to leverage some of the innovations that were happening in the kitchen for our apparel and footwear business. From uh, a golf ball and a club standpoint, to your point, Carrie. We um, we built that from scratch, and um, and that you know demonstrates the kind of long term commitment Nike has to golf because we built an R and D facility in Fort Worth, Texas, and people say why in the world Fort Worth, Texas? Well, we had purchased a small company that was based there originally with some very um, well known leading innovators, Tom Stites being being the leader of that effort. We had purchased his company, and we use that as a nucleus today to, to now have a, over a 50,000-square-foot R&D facility for, that's specifically for golf clubs called The Oven. And we've done a lot of – it's been involved in a lot of our advertising just to really allow uh, people out there, the golfers specifically, to understand, hey, we've made a commitment, look under the hood, see what's behind that product that you get from Nike Golf. And we've got about – 45 people that wake up every day in the surrounding Fort Worth, Texas area that come to work thinking about how do I make a better golf club so that people can enjoy and perform better on the golf course. And um, and ironically, um, we did, we or you know simultaneously we did the same for golf balls. And um, we have we call it Oven West because up here in uh, in Beaverton at Nike's world world headquarters. We have our ball R&D facility, and uh, similarly, we've got uh, over 15,000 square feet. All the all the equipment you meet you need to make the very very best golf ball. And I like to say, uh, our ball golf uh, golf R&D team is really the dream team in golf innovation. And uh, the marketplace is just beginning to see some of the innovation that uh, we've been working on for. 
three or four years uh, with the new launch of uh, our 20XI and certainly with, with our club business, the launch of things like our Method Putter, um, which I can talk for hours about the technology there, and hopefully we'll have a chance to do so. Yeah. Well, tell us a little about 20XI because it's uh, new to the marketplace. It's something totally different. We're starting to see, I know, on our end of it, uh, every month it is, is gain, gaining momentum. So maybe in, uh, inform our listeners a little bit more about 20XI. Well, uh, 20XI is um, our new uh, premium golf ball offering, and, and there's a bit of a history here because, as, as many of your listeners probably know, um, for the last 10 years, every single golf ball that has been sold has a rubber core. Um, so all the way up from a premium ball all the way down to um, maybe more of your distance, distance ball all have rubber cores. And certainly because the USGA has an, a, a number of limitations on what you can do with regard to innovation of a golf ball, um, it puts many, many uh, engineers in a box on how do you make a golf ball better. Well, our team started out about four years ago saying, we think the secret to having the very best golf ball isn't about layers, and um, it's about the material in the core of a golf ball. So we started exploration on various materials saying, how do you get a better core for a golf ball that will improve um, the performance of the ball and certainly the experience for the golfers? So we this year launched, and I'd say launched on a limited basis because to launch this golf ball, of, uh, we had to create a whole new manufacturing process. So not only were we launching a new technology, we were introducing an entirely new way to make golf balls. So it was a very complex, very bold, very gutsy decision, and we put a lot of money against doing it. So we launched in April, just in North America, 20XI, that has a resin core. So the first golf ball in the last 10 years not to have a rubber core, it's a resin core. And this resin material actually does several things for the golfer. First and foremost, it's lighter and it's smaller. So right off the bat, anyone who hits this golf ball is going to find that their ball speed is going to increase anywhere, based on our testing, from one to six miles per hour. Every mile per hour, that means they're going to carry the ball three yards further. So if, hey, if I can just have a different golf ball and I know I can carry it anywhere from three to 18 yards further off the tee, sign me up. So number one, you're going to be able to carry it further because of the material being lighter, faster, and smaller. Because we also, because the core is smaller, that means just like golf clubs, we've created a higher, what we call moment of inertia, which means we're able to move the weight out more towards the perimeter of the golf ball. And the beauty of that in a golf ball, just like a golf club, when you move it out further, it, it limits um, the, the, the result of a mishit. What happens with a golf ball when you do that is if you slice it or you hook it, um, it's not as severe. It allows the ball to be far more stable um, with the shot and, frankly, far more stable in the wind. So, you know, I can tell you flat out, there's no better wind ball than this 20XI ball. And then, the, you know, the last piece that um, we're hearing a lot uh, I think one of the most frustrating things for any golfer is when they go buy a premium golf ball and, you know, after after four holes, they look at the cover and it's just all torn up. And then they got to go put in another ball. And, you know, there are people that are putting in two, three, four balls per round. Um, and, and, and this ball, from a durability standpoint, is best in class. So... So we, you know, we in a very Nike fashion said, okay, how do you build a whole different 
mousetrap. And so our, our, you're going to hear next year because, as you said, Carrie, the movement for people saying, hey, look, i got to try this resin core technology is just beginning. And I like to say that truly if you're now playing in the premium ball sector, if you're playing a rubber ball, rubber core ball, you're playing with old technology. It's, it's, it's you know, to me it's almost like uh, somebody who's, to, who's still faxing, faxing things when, you know, the rest of the world is texting. So um, next year you're going to hear, I think your listeners will see, uh, you know, much more availability of this golf ball. It's going to be the loudest story that we Nike Golf tell, and uh, we're going to tell it with so much passion because we stand behind this innovation, you know, so strongly. And it's, and it's typical Nike. We look at an industry, we look at a category, we say, how do, how do you not just make it better? How do you leap ahead? And we think the 20XI ball with this resin core technology answers that call. Cindy Davis, president of Nike Golf, joining us. And, Cindy, you're right about one thing. We could go on all day. This is good stuff. How about it, as, as, we get, as we're closing on this, your thoughts maybe from 10,000 feet looking down, the state of the game, the state of the women's game, getting people excited about uh, watching golf, watching women's golf, and, and golf in general? Well, I um you know, I, I, I think just like Edwin Watts, I um I'm you know, we're a stakeholder in golf and we're a stakeholder because we're you know, we're a business in golf and I'm an emotional stakeholder in golf because golf was my sport as a kid and it's a sport I love and am able to enjoy today. So when I when I look at the game and you know, I can look at it through the lens, particularly working at a company like Nike, is the biggest challenge we have is the world is evolving. And societal trends are really pointing against the way that, you know, our sport the way it is today. Um, and, you know, and that those are things like we're in a world now where time is, you know, everything is instant, fast, it's tweeted, it's text, it's microwaved, and we have a sport that takes a lot of time. Um, we, you know, we're in a sport that... Um, costs a lot of money, and people are looking for, you know, ways in which to have value with the dollars they spend. And we're in a sport that um, that can be challenging or frustrating when people are looking to say, hey, look, I've got a certain amount of dollars for my entertainment, and I want to make sure I've, I, I'm doing things that really bring enjoyment to me. The good news is the sport that we all love, that we grew up with, that's 18 holes of golf, that has a handicap, that has the rules can exist and will always have a passionate group, people that follow it and play it and enjoy it like that. I think what we as an industry need to do is evolve that experience to a different type of experience um, that people can consume in a world that's changing. So that's everything from, and, and there are a lot, of, a lot of initiatives happening in the industry right now to do that. Um, there's initiatives to deal with the time issue, whether it's Jack Nicklaus talking about playing 12 holes, whether it's the whole USGA initiative about teeing it up forward or changing, you know, the, you know creating different types of games within golf. Um, then there's certainly initiatives to make golf more accessible from a cost standpoint and um, different initiatives to make it, make it frankly, more fun. So I, I, think, I think we as an industry have to really be open and embrace and have a, a sharp point of view of what is an alternative golf experience. But if, if you step back and you say, hey, who right now um, would, be, would be a constituency that if we went and targeted them, we could immediately make an impact on our game? Bar none, I think both women and kids 
are um, consumers out there that, frankly, want to play golf. And in a world where people are looking for consumers, I, I could argue we're kind of turning away some consumers that want to play golf. Um, and, and, and women in particular uh, are, 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 are certainly low-hanging fruit with regard to people that could come in. But I think the key to getting women and kids to come in and play golf is that experience that I'm talking about. They're not going to feel comfortable coming in and experiencing golf as we know it today. We need another way. We need our bunny slope. We need our, our, um, you know, our tee ball. We need something that um, allows them to sample, try, try, trial, and get hooked on golf. That ultimately can lead them to, you know, the other experience. So, you know, golf is growing. It's growing in Asia. Golf is not growing in mature markets like North America or the UK, um, but it could with some tweaks that align with what's happening with the bigger picture in the world. So, Cindy, I, I know our listeners would be remiss if I didn't ask you a question about Tiger Woods. So, I, I'd like to know what you uh, what we can expect from him in 2012. Well, you know, obviously, you know, Tiger has been an integral part of Nike getting into the golf business and and and, and very integrated in a lot of the development of product and uh, a lot of uh, our ability to tell stories out in the marketplace. So, we've all gotten to know him. Um, you know, fairly well, and I certainly know Tiger. And the one thing I can tell you that I marvel about Tiger, um, and I don't care if it's golf or anything, is his appetite um, to always get better. And, um, I mean, it is in his DNA. He is really is obsessed with it. That's what makes, that's what drives him is how do I get better. So you can only imagine, knowing that, given where he is right now, um, how hard he's working and how committed he is to getting better and, frankly, having the year of his career. So um, I, I, I think you're going to see an unbelievably motivated, passionate, committed Tiger Woods as he tees it up next year. Um, and, I mean, this he, he loves the pressure, and he loves to get out there and play. And, and it's almost like the, the, the more, the, more the, the odds are stacked against him, Frankly, the, the, the higher the energy to turn it on and make it happen becomes. So, um, I, you know, there's no doubt we at, we at Nike and Nike Golf fully believe that um, it's going to be an exciting year with Tiger next year. Um, and, uh, and, and I think he would, he would say the same thing. He is working incredibly hard, um, and he's got that Jack Nicklaus goal. Um, you know, it's been his goal since he was a kid. And that hasn't changed. And I, I think that, that kind of motivation and the ability to show a great turnaround is uh, right now making him fired up for next year. Well, Cindy, it has been great spending time with you on behalf of Carrie, myself, all our listeners. We want to say thanks. We know you're very, very busy. Thanks for carving the time out with us. And maybe hopefully we can uh, circle back early next year sometime and do a part two of this because, we can, like I said, we can keep going and going. I'd love, I'd love to do it, Tom and Carrie. Thanks, thanks for having me, and uh, thanks for the partnership with Evan Watt. Thank you, Evan. Thanks, Cindy. How about that, Mr. Cabase? Very entertaining, and uh, Cindy is on top of it, is she not? One of the most knowledgeable people in the golf business and uh, just done a fantastic job at Nike. Well, when you've got the background of uh, playing competitively at Furman, which is back then an all-star team, oh, you go to the LPGA Tour, Golf Channel, Nike Golf, uh, I think she's got all the bases covered, and uh, she she heads up a, a, a big, big chunk of that company, and they looked at Nike Golf, and big Nike does, 
very, very, very strongly, right? No question. Having men are like uh, Arnold Palmer and Nancy Lopez, uh, uh, I'm sure Cindy would tell you she's been very fortunate. But uh, guess what? She's done a fantastic job. And, uh, you know, we uh, loved her comments about uh, growing the game of golf. She believes in the ball. No, no question. This 20XI golf ball is uh, new technology. Uh, Cindy was right. It kind of had a limited launch here in North America in April, so that's something that you'll see them really uh, tout next year. We're starting to see every month our sales grow with it, so I think they've got a home run with this uh, new 20XI golf ball. Well, courtesy of our good friends at, at Nike Golf, we're going to give some of those away. Absolutely. A couple dozen away to a couple listeners, so you can try this new technology. All you need to do is visit edwinwattsgolf.com. Click on the Golf Better Podcast icon, scroll down to about the middle of the page and find the Register to Win link. Click on that, put in the information, and you'll be registered to win a couple dozen of the Nike 20 XI ball. Kerry, it's been awesome. Great having you in again, and thanks again for joining us. Thanks, Tom. And thanks to Cindy Davis at Nike Golf for sitting in with us, and thanks to you, our listeners, as well. And make sure to join us next time when we have another exciting episode of Golf Better at edwinwattsgolf.com. So long, everyone. 